you learn more in the valley than you do on the mountaintop. You'll pray harder when it's going rough than you will when it's going good. I will too. Corn grows the tallest down in the valley. That's where the soil is. Well, I'm not going to try to preach his message. I'm going to try to gear it another direction. Brother, that was powerful. I don't know how I'm going to get around to where I'm going. I might mess up a tape ministry. I might start my way and God shift me and have to follow you. That'd be rough, wouldn't it? I want to say this morning that I uh, appreciate everyone that has preached here today. They've all helped me. I've enjoyed every message. And uh, I think it's all been inspiring and been helpful. I think this has been a great meeting. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Brother Davis. Wasn't that good last night? I really enjoyed that. God helped me, strengthened me. And that's what we need. That's what we come here for. I didn't come here to grind axes. I didn't come here to shoot darts. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the move of God. I hadn't got time for all that garbage. I want to feel here from God. Got enough people going to carry that stuff. We need to get a hold of God. And I want to thank all the sponsors for the hospitality they've shown us and I'm like Brother Lee the District Kansas has been real good to me I've evangelized here I guess for four or five years and they all took care of me put up with all of my groaning and moaning and put up with my slobbering and spitting and I appreciate every one of them love Kansas District love Brother Westberg saw a good friend of mine come in here Brother Leon Frost Bakersfield, California. There's a great man there. Appreciate him. Glad he come and be with us. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something. I hope I don't embarrass him, but I know something about it. He's been in the pit. But he's one of them. A man that come out of the pit that had the best principle, character, forgiveness, and spirit than I was ever around besides about Brother Von Morton. That's commendable. And some of you could not go through his pit, and I doubt whether I could or not, but he come out of it gracefully. Pastors a church of over 400 does a great job there. I appreciate men that will make it through the pit. Them's kind God's going to use. I want to this morning to sing what a friend we have in Jesus for I preach. That's my favorite song. I told my sons when I die, sing that at my funeral. <clears throat> what a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah. 
Genesis, the third chapter, verses 14 and 15. <clears throat> Genesis, the third chapter, verse 14 and 15. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. On thy belly shall thou go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And my thought's going to be this morning the promise of the seed. Would you pray, Brother Dud? You can be seated. I believe that if we will notice the scriptures, that this was the first promise here that was ever made in the Bible. And it was made to the devil. The Lord made him a promise there that his head would be bruised by the seed of woman. And uh, if there ever was a time that we need to understand who our enemy is, and understand how to battle with him, his strength and his weakness. If you go into war of any kind, you want to know who your enemy is. You want to know what they're capable of and how strong they are. But so many times we don't want to mention about him because we don't even want to have him in our minds or we want to kick him off the scene. But he's here. He's here 24 hours out of the day. I remember when I first got in church, my questions was, it wasn't long till, who is the devil? Sunday school teacher said, that's not necessary. Why do you want to know who the devil? I said, I just want to know who my enemy is. Now, I know who God is, I want to know who my enemy is. But I think we ought to know the, what limitations the devil has and how much power that God has. But God gave the devil a promise. 
And tonight I'm going to dwell on that. And we find that the devil at one time, he was the anointed cherub of God. And we'll notice according to the word of God that he was perfect from the day that he was created. And we'll also notice that uh, he also had the pipes and the tablets in his heart. They were put there from the day that he was created. We'll notice that it said he was the anointed cherub and that he covereth for God. And we'll notice that it said he had defiled the sanctuaries. So I believe in my own mind, you allow me this, I don't believe you can prove me different. You got a right to your imaginations. But I believe that the devil and those that fell with him, him being the anointed, were the worshipers of God. And I believe he was the choir leader. And I believe they were the singers and the musicians. And we find that uh, he was beautiful and uh, the Bible speaks he was covered with precious stones. And uh, the Bible tells, uh, builds him up as he was a great anointed cherub next to power in God. It said he covereth. That meant that no angel or no cherub had access to him, access to God, except through him. But pride is what caused his downfall. And then his wisdom become corrupt by his brightness. And the merchandise that he had a, a control of, it had effects on him. And then he went and sinned. And then iniquity came into his heart. He was perfect until that time happened. And then God cast him out of heaven. He lost his position. He lost his place. He lost his power. Cast him up on the earth. And then the earth at that time was without form and it was void. But we find that the Spirit of God moved upon the deep. That's when the law of motion began. God's Spirit began to move. But wasn't nothing happening. But then whenever God spoke, the Spirit and the Word agreed. And when God said, let there be light, there was light. Why did he say, let there be light? He didn't make light because he was that light. I'm here to tell you tonight, that's what we need. It's the light. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need God in our lives. We need the anointing of the Spirit. We need to know where we are in the kingdom of God. I do not believe God leads us around blindly. I believe that he's got a direction set. And I believe God is well able to show us who are enemy is, the limitations of our enemy, and how much power we got. And through the, by the grace of God tonight, I'm going to try to show you in the Holy Script of who we really are and what we can really do if we can only have faith in our God and believe what he has said and accept the things that God has prepared for us. God made the devil a promise. But he also, there's a promise involved there with us too. We find that after he, that, that uh, after the light and then the darkness, and he divided that, then we find that he put a firmament in the heavens. Then we know that he put the sun and the moon, and then the land appeared, and he put all the greenery and stuff upon the land, uh, gathered the waters together, and called them the seas. And he was speaking, and the spirit was moving. Everything was good. Why? Because God's presence was there. When God's presence is there, it's good. Uh, you can't just have word, and you can't just have spirit. You got to have word and spirit. You can shout all the time and never preach the word. You're going to be shallow. Or you can just preach the word and have no spirit. You're going to be dead. But when you can get them both together, something's going to take place. When you get the anointed word. The word is sharper than a two-edged sword, but the spirit make it alive. Then he made the fowl of the air, and he made the fish of the sea, and then he made the beast and the cattle of the field. But now one of the greatest things that was to happen, it was the main heartbeat of him. He was going to make man. And out of the dust of the earth, he formed man. And the Word of God says he breathed into him the breath of life. 
and he became a living soul. That's why the soul will never die. It's part of God. Your soul will never be happy till he gets back to God. That's why they run the streets. That's why they take their dope. That's why they drink their alcohol. That soul's crying out, give me back to my creator. This flesh is going to die and this body's going back to the dust, but that soul's going to stand in eternity somewhere, either heaven or hell. But then God, after he made man, he told him, I give you dominion over the cattle, the beast, fowl of the air, the fish in the sea, every creeping thing upon the earth. And that included the old devil himself. For we find that the devil had got reincarnated, however it happens, I don't know, into a serpent. But it wasn't a withering reptile at this time. It was somewhere between beast and man. For this thing talked. And they talked back to it. And they wasn't afraid of it. It was something about him. They liked to be around. But God then made a garden eastward of Eden. Now, some of you are second-guessing me tonight that I preached to, and you think I'm going one direction, but you hang on. I'm going to leave that. You say, oh, he's already preached that. Oh, no. I preached this part, but as Brother Ike Terry says, there ain't nothing had never been preached. You just got to approach it from a different angle. But I'm going somewhere. You stay with me. Now, the way he told me that while he was preaching, Brother Moody, there ain't nothing ever new been preached. What you got through, it's been preached. But when God made the garden, he had given some commandments and some instructions. Said for them not to eat of the forbidden fruit, eat everything else that was in there. And then he made the woman. Now, he didn't give the commandments before after he made the woman. He gave the commandments before he made the woman. She didn't hear it from God. But he told, give them instructions, give them a commandment, what to do and what not to do. And told them not to eat of that or you're going to die. But I believe they walked by many times and looked at that tree and thought about it and wondered why. And that word why has got us in more trouble than anything. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Why can't we eat of that tree? Simply because God said not do it. Why can't I watch television? Because you don't need to be watching television. Why can't I have a VCR? Because you don't need no VCR. Forget the whys. Why can't I cut my hair? Because you just don't supposed to cut your hair. Forget the whys. The whys will get you in trouble. But he knew they was curious. He knew they were wondering. So he waited to the right time. And when he spoke to them, he asked a question. Half God said that you cannot eat of that tree. And if you do, you're going to die. Eve said, no. God said we could eat of every tree in there except the tree of Good, uh, the tree of good and evil. He said, no, you won't die if you eat it. God, if you eat it, you'll become as gods to know good and evil. What was he doing? Putting in their heart what he had in his heart. He wanted to be God. He wanted to be his own master. And that's what 
the devil's trying to do today with this society is put it in your own heart. The very things that he had in his heart. Pride. Be your own God. Do your own thing. Nobody have authority over you. You just do what you want to do. It's the same old spirit. It's just a different dress. And we're still dealing with the same devil. He hadn't changed. He's the same devil from the time that he fell. The only difference is he's a fallen star. He don't have the power anymore. And he don't have the glory. But when he took the fruit and gave to the woman, she gave to the man, and they eat. And when they did, disobedience brought sin, and sin separated man from God. Then when God come into the garden to visit with them, they were naked and they hid, and he called for them. And then they had told him what had happened. And then I believe he looked around. And he said, Satan, I created them and made them for my pleasure. You can't have them. And I believe he just reached down and picked up the dust that he made the man out of. You know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to take this dust that I made man out of the most uncontrollable substance that I created. And out of this is going to come that seed that's going to bruise your head. And you're going to have to watch it. Every time you see this man or this woman, you're going to see what I created. And out of that is going to come the seed that's going to bruise your head. I know the enemy, ain't nobody hurt by me. The old devil don't want me to preach this, but I'm going to preach it this morning. I ain't talking about people out there. You ain't bothering me, but that devil don't want this message to get to you because where I'm going, you're going, to have, you're going to have some faith and you're going to have to win some battles. But I'm not backing down from no devil. I'm not giving in to no devil. Ain't no spirit going to stop me. I'm going to preach what God's got for me. I believe what I preach. Glory. We live away below our means. I'm tired of going around and the devil having the victories. I don't believe that belongs in the church. It's contrary to the word of God that the devil's always winning the battles. There ain't no scripture for that. Somewhere we had not got our faith in the right places to believe that God will do what he says he'll do. We're going on where we're going to go. Y'all just have to pardon me if me and the devil want to have a little round. They think I'm crazy anyhow, so it don't bother me. What I like is results. It don't matter how you get there, just get there. Some people think if you don't cross the bridge the right way, you ain't going to get there. But there is boats and there is other means to cross the river. Well, Brother Booty, you're always fighting the devils. Thank God, I hope I always do. You ought to love to fight the devils. Then you leave your pastor alone, and you leave your brother alone, and you leave your sister alone. You know why you don't want to fight no devils? Because you ain't been in a prayer loom long enough to get a revelation of how to handle it. Ain't no devils out, no humans bothering me now, but it might be before I get through. You're the love devil meat. Wouldn't eat around on everybody else. Can't understand people why they don't hate the devil. He done more damage to me than any element I've ever come in contact with. I hate everything about him. Oh, you're either preaching on holiness or the devil. Thank God for both of them. 
you thanking God for the devil? Because I'm greater than he is. I got more power in me than he's got. I'm going to prove that tonight. Run around our face long enough eat oats out of a barrel hollering we're happy people. Right now, some of you face it look like you lost your last friend. I got more problems than you got, but I ain't going to sit up here and whine about it. I come to the house of God to get me an answer. Just let the devil roar. That's all he knew is roar. He ain't got no teeth. He been defanged. Cast him outside the garden. He got his imps all rounded up. Said, man, we got to stop that seed some way. Adam and Eve had two children. One was good and one was bad. So old Cain over here, huh? He's a little bit weak, so he's the one I'll choose. I'll go to work on him. You know where the devil operates? In the mind. That's where he chose to operate, is the mind. Outside of the mind, he can't do nothing. He can't kill you. He can't even make you sick, lest God, if you're a, if you're a born again, a saint of God, he can't even make you sick, lest God allows it. And I'll tell you something else. He has to crawl to the throne, but I can walk up boldly. Hello, God. Goodbye, devil. We going somewhere this morning. You want a good bronc to ride? Just get up your spurs. Pull your hat down over your ears. Put them uh, Texas spurs on. Begin to run them rounds up and down his shoulder. Ride that dude out of here. He'll wish he had never come to this convention. No, we got to stop this, he said. I know when his pride makes a promise, he's not slack concerning his promises. I know if he said it, he's going to do it. But where in the world's that seed at? We just got to cut off all of it. Because we don't know where it's at. You see, he only knows past and presence. His biggest fear right now is what's going to happen right here in the next few minutes. He's scared to death what's going to happen in this convention. He ain't scared of God. He ain't scared of the angels. But he's scared of a one God tongue-talking apostolic. He knows he's done for. He knows it's all over. But he don't know what you're going to do. He don't know who today will pray through and be a preacher. He don't know who will pray through, be a soul winner. He don't know where revival will start. He has no insight on the future. But God Almighty does. I say we ought to tell him your day's over. You've been to church too many times. We're dismissing you. You know the only way he can get to church? He's a hitchhiker. He's got to catch a ride or he can't get here. We'll get prayed through and kick him out. He won't have no way to get here. I sent him home a humping it. If you brought him here, make him walk back. So he moved, uh, he got to talking to Cain. Cain didn't bring the right sacrifice. Then he put it in his heart to get jealousy and envy and kill his brother. Old Satan probably grinned and said, man, we got it now. He can't outdo God, outthink God, or he'll never get ahead of God. Along come another son. His name was Seth. 
and he was a righteous boy. Where was that seed? It's hooked back up. It's heading down through Abel. He died. But now the seed's going right on through Seth. And where did it go from there? He said, I've got to go to work. And he said, men's hearts and minds become evil continually. And imaginations. And he started working on the minds of man. And he had the righteous to begin to marry into the ungodly. And he says, now I'm going to stop that seed. But where he messed up, it said, God said, it repenteth me that I have ever made man or beast. I'm going to destroy. And hell began to rejoice. Oh, we got it now. But I want to tell you what changed the seed. There was somebody, just one person that was down praying. And he had his integrity and his faith in God. And God said, looked around the second time. And he said, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I will tell you something. There's something about somebody that'll pray. Somebody live right. Somebody walk. Somebody live for God. You may not think you got any power. You just try living right. You just try obeying God. You just try praying. You'll find out how much power you have got. You can be seated. Now let me show you something here. People say they don't believe in repentance. He said they repented God. That's the first repentance that's ever recorded in the Bible. That got quiet. Read it. And I'll tell you something else. For those narrow-minded philosophers, he changed his mind. What changed his mind? A man down praying. Not the only time he ever changed his mind. Changed his mind when the children of Israel. I'm going to kill every one of them. But old Moses, a righteous man, stepped up there. God, if you bring them out and kill them, it's going to look like you couldn't deliver them. Okay, Moses. Think you had not got power? Devil ain't got that kind of power. Now, I feel somebody sitting down on me, but you just have your good seat because we ain't through yet. Just have your good old seat. You'll probably be uh, sitting down a lot more before I get through. But I'm going to work that devil over this morning. I've been waiting on God to give me the anointing say, get after him. I'm ready to butcher them devils. I'm ready to kill them. You need to get your sword in your hand and your shoes on your feet. Where are you going? I'm going devil hunting. I'm going to find me a devil. What are you going to do with him when you find him? I'm going to get out on my knees and pray until I get the power of God. Then I'm going to whip that devil that's been tormenting me. Glory. Boy, he told his imps, I fouled up there. Yeah, he's been fouled up ever since God made him that promise. Now, he's got power in the world. Said he's a prince in power of the world. But we ain't talking about the world. We're talking about righteous men. He said, man, we got to get busy. This thing's getting bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's going to get bigger than that, too. It ain't over until it's over. He ain't seen nothing yet. What's going to come? He's going to get as nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof before this thing's over. God's raising him up some people that loves him. He's raising him up some people that are pray. He's raising him up some people that are sick of that devil and everything about it. And what's he going to do with them? He's going to arm them with what they need to fight their enemy. For the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. That's a spoken word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. You can go to the bank with it. That's settled. And I'm banking on it. And I'm planning on it. And I'm looking for that day. I do not believe that the devil will have a greater church than God will 
have. I do not believe the devil can have more miracles than the church of the living God. I believe there's only one church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I'm not worried about the world conditions. I'm not worried about apostasy. I'm not worried about the liberals. I'm just worried about whether I'm in contact with God or not. That I've got enough of God. When the wiles of the devil come against me, I can stand like a giant fir tree. And when the sin beats against me, I will stand like a great wall of granite. I've got no power over that devil. And he knows that. And I know that. That's your problem, some of you. You think you got the power, but I got news for you, ain't. You need to learn where the power comes from. You can't cast the devil out. You can't heal the sick. You can't give nobody the Holy Ghost. You can't do anything outside uh, of what your flesh normally can do. Anything we do, it is God through us. There's no heroes in this war except Jesus Christ. Glory. I've got to hurry along or I'm not going to get where I'm going. For the help of God, though, I'm going to. He regrouped got all set he said hey I heard Abraham hear that man Abraham he said God said I'm going to bless thee going to bless all the all the nations of the world he says you know he made a promise going to be a seed now there's where it's at we better get busy so what'd they do? Come and trotting down. Hey, Sarah, you too old. Ain't no use to wait around on God. Talk to Abraham. Get him to get that bondwoman in there. We'll have a child. That wasn't God's plan. That's the flesh. God wanted of the promise. Man was going to take over. Devils got involved. Ishmael was born. And God, through Sarah, sent her out of the house. And then Isaac was born. The seed was still going down the highway. And to Isaac was given the promise. And out of Isaac come two sons. One of them Ishmael, one Jacob. I will get old Ishmael. We'll send him hunting. Let him fall in love with hunting. Things of the world. Got in a place he despised his birthright. And old Jacob, he's a supplanter. He's crooked as a barrel of snakes. Man, we got it hemmed up. But he didn't know the mind of God. He didn't know the power of God. That devil can't hem up God. God's got a plan. He made a promise, and he'll have a seed, and there ain't no getting around it. But old Jacob, on the road, coming traveling one day, the Lord spoke to him, and there at Bethel, he changed old Jacob from what he was and made him Israel. And out of Israel, that seed went right on down to Judah. Them devil's having him a time now. It's getting bigger all the time. The longer this goes, the bigger it gets. And out of Judah, what come then? David. Oh, he said, right there is where we're going to go to work. And he put it in old David's heart. When he looked down at Bathsheba, when lust is conceived, bring forth sin. We'll get David. We've done got the course figured out what God's taking now. We're going to cut this and all. We'll have it right here. And David committed adultery with Bathsheba. But when the prophet come along and said, Thou art the man, he began to repent. Now you notice here how powerful repentance is. He reached 28 generations beyond Calvary before time and took a hold of mercy 
and pushed law aside and said, you live. He's God. He can do anything. He's sovereign. The law can't bind him. Prisons can't hold him. Demons can't hold him. He's sovereign. He'll do whatever he wants to. But a repentant heart can change the mind. It changed the law. For the law said kill him. The law said stone him. But mercy said he'll live. Boy, that devil said it's getting rough now. What in the world am I going to do now? He gathered them imps up again. They had them another round table conference. He began to whoop them from one end to the other, drop, kick them, slap them around, said, you better get busy. I'm telling you right now, I heard what he said. He said, going to bruise my head. And he said, I don't want my head bruised, but I got news for him before the morning's over. He ain't only going to get his head bruised, he's going to kick, get his behind kick, pardon the expression. We're going to work on both ends. When he leaves here, he's going to be rubbing with both hands, rubbing on the bottom and rubbing on the top. Oh, yes, it's goodbye, devil. It's hello. Oh God, we've sat here too long and we ain't going around this mountain no more. We're not laying down and wallowing in all of this misery. We're going to rise up and fight. Oh, he said, we better go to reading here. There's some books over here they wrote. We better get to looking at them, see what they got to say. I got to thumb through them pages. Looked over at old Isaiah. Isaiah said, what? He said, a child's going to be born. I mean, a child's going to be given. A son's going to be born. And the government shall be up on his shoulders. And his name will be Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He said, there's the one we got to look for. Time passes on. Them imps is out looking. And an angel come by and spoke to Mary, spoke to Joseph. They're going to be a son born. Fulfill Isaiah. He said, there it is. Went to work on Herod. We'll kill all them newborns. We're going to get him this time. I got news for you, devil. You ain't can't never gonna whoop it up, God. He whipped you when you come out of heaven. He's all over you when he casts you down. You ain't nothing but a fallen star. God got them out of the country. Then Jesus began to walk up and down on the earth. And somebody asked you a question the other night. I believe they said, I wonder, said nobody ever cast devils out in the Old Testament. I'm talking about it under the law. They couldn't. He ain't bruised that head yet. Jesus is the only one who can do that. Moses couldn't do it. Joshua couldn't do it. That got quiet. I guess I might have missed it if they have. I didn't know. Moses might have cast out some devils. I don't know. glory you know I feel him tightening up on me man I mean when it does it makes that Holy Ghost begin to operate <laughs> you know when it gets tied on you that's when you ought to get loose <laughs> when he starts binding up on your spirit you ought to turn loose that Holy Ghost you got you ought to say hey boy you ain't gonna walk me down hey you ain't gonna stop me there ain't a devil in hell can stop this pulpit there's not a demon in hell can stop anointed one god come talking apostolic preacher they never made one a legion of them came you got more power in you than hell can produce If the world only knew who we were, you'd have audience with the president. I don't want none of him. Another president. Not that one we got. I wouldn't want no audience. He's already gone. But you can have audience with the world. They desire to have what you got. Brother Moody, you ought not to be talking about that about our president. It's abomination what he believes in. I don't believe in queers. Faggots. Lesbians. My God, don't either. 
a sodomite never could get in the house of God. Now, I'll tell you something else. Any preacher let the president stand in his pulpit, something's wrong with you. You got a sodomite spirit sitting in your pulpit. There ain't no president or governor going to get in this pulpit because there ain't no higher office than this pulpit. This wasn't voted in by a ballot. This was ordained by God Almighty. He's the one that put this office in. The heavens still rule. He puts kings in and he takes them out. He puts presidents in and he takes them out. Some places you go, they get the governors up there that's been out drinking and gambling and everything else and let them speak. Count meetings they have that junk going on. They're not going to spew that venom into the church I pastor. I'm going to tell you something. You're a product of what you eat. You let them false prophets come in the pulpit and he's going to get to some of your saints. Our problem is today we got these false dudes running across the country forming all these miracles they claim getting in the pulpit and your weak saints is getting that spirit and you wonder why you got church problems. Then you call some preacher when you get down and out that you've been talking about because you think he's a little bit crude. I need some help. Would you come help me? You're supposed to guard that pulpit. The Freddie Clarks ain't getting in my pulpit. And the Pierces ain't either. And the Busters ain't either. And the Stone Kings ain't either. They can't hurt me because I don't belong to them. <laughs> they didn't hire me. It's like somebody said they can't fire me. I got mine down on my knees in a plum thicket. My credentials is neology. Our problem is we've covered up for them false dudes. We sat around it. fall in love with the spiritual there's no Bible for them sorcerers except they're going to hell well brother you don't know who all they preach for I could care less and they don't know who all I preach for and my army's bigger than theirs Because we got the power. <laughs> they got the world. <laughs> they can't no devil, no sorcerer, no soothsayer stand against the church of the living God. We got preachers, got backbones like saw logs. We got them laying out there waiting, just saying, God, give me the word to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'm sold out. I'm in love with you. And God's got men waiting that's going to come on the scene and they're going to name sin. They're going to name false prophets and they're going to clean house. Um, told me, he said, well, Brother Moody, you know you're on a list of about four or five of them. I said, you take, you take, you put all of them together, couldn't make a good fight. Y'all yeah. can sit down. Well, you're bragging. No, I'm not. I believe what I preach. Yeah. Well, brother, you don't notice how that devil will whoop you around come to cabin. And tell me about it when you leave. I've been whooped so much. I back in the door to get my own food. I just go to church and bend over, figuring on getting a good whooping. But I don't come out of there without any victories. I don't go to one church that I don't expect not service. I don't have no defeats. I stay there to let devils whipped. He may bind my altars up. He may bind the service up. But me and him's going to battle. We're going to have a move of God or we ain't leaving.
He's not taking no service. Ever services of God, and it belongs to the people of God. And I refuse to let him have it. You can't stop him. Yes, I can. It's not my church. This is God's church. This is his battle. This is not my battle. What makes it my battle? I was chosen for the battleground. This war is between him and God, but I'm the battlefield. I'm going to dig the foxholes. <laughs> Build the strongholds. You ready to whoop the devil? Huh? Oh, you just keep praying there. You get a hold of you one minute and work him over good. You can't handle him, send him to me. Boy, we got to stop this. And man, what did they do? Start putting it in the minds of men. We got to kill that man, Jesus. There's where that seed is. We get that, he won't bruise my head. So they had to counsel. They took him up to Calvary. And they hung him. And he died. And I can see that old powerless devil wiggle his way down into the center of the earth where the captive were taking captivity. He goes to jumping up and down and the imps go to shouting. He hollers out at old Noah. You know, Noah, all that work you done is in vain. You in prison, son. There ain't no way out. You know, Abraham, you ain't gonna see that city whose builder and maker's God. He said, Moses, you know all that bloodletting you done? You wasted your time. All them ox, sheep, and goats that you slew, they ain't gonna help you. But about that time, the earth began to shake. And down the quarters of heaven, footsteps come. <laughs> and he looked back and he said, that's that seed. <laughs> oh yeah, and a hand reached out and said, give me the keys to death, hell, and the grave. For he said, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? You're right, Satan. The blood of ox, sheep, and goats cannot cover their sin, but I am the lamb that's slain from the foundations of the world. And the people arose and went into the holy city with them. Boy, he regrouped and said, where's this going from here? I hear that he went and said when he left, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm now with you. I'll soon be in you. I don't know what's going to take place, but this thing's getting out of hand. Gather up your imps. I heard just having it in Jerusalem. And they gathered there in Jerusalem, about 120. And he went to touching the hearts of men around, Jews out of every nation. And they were mocking and they were laughing and they were making fun. But there were some people that believed God. He said, I'm going to receive what God has said I could have. They went there to receive the power. And they got in that upper room. And they were in one mind and in one accord. And they began to pray and seek God. And he said, suddenly there was a heaven. Uh, uh, there was a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Peered on them cloven tongues as a fire and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. What was happening? That seed was multiplying for every individual that formed of the water and of the Spirit. They have the seed of Christ in them and they have power over this world, power over every enemy. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Satan said, oh man, I'm in trouble now. You sure are, Satan. Go look at all of these out here tonight. They've got that same power. They've got that same promise. Oh, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Oh, Peter got up and began to preach. What did he preach? Jesus Christ and him crucified. He didn't preach you gonna get some new automobile, get you a bank account. There ain't but one message. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Even though you be an angel, let him be accursed. If you won't preach repentance, water baptism, and the Holy Ghost, you ain't in the ministry. There's no Bible for these false prophets, except they're false. 
a prophet in the Old Testament, we're not in the Old Testament. He came to bring mercy or judgment. He wasn't filling up their pastures with sheep, filling them up with tents, filling them up with camels. And a prophet in the New Testament, nowhere will you find him any place but in the five-fold ministry. What is his duties and obligations in the five-fold ministry? Is to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified, for that's the only gospel, that's the everlasting gospel. And his job is to perfect and edify, not to tell fortunes. They say, well, they don't preach repentance because they're a prophet. I said, they're a false prophet. But when Peter stood up and began to preach, what did he preach? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Said this same Jesus whom you have crucified is both Lord and Christ. And what happened? They were pricked in their heart. And they said, men and brothers, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. For it is for you and your children. He made them another promise. And that's our promise. And we have that seed. And we have power over the adversary. And I think it's about time we learn our identity, who we are, and rose up as the sons of God, led by the Spirit of God. He gave us power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. To the world, they're his prey. But to you and I, we're his battle. You can be seated. And I'm going to tell you something. You can charge me any way you want to, but it's down in here in me. I'm going to fight the devil everywhere I go. Every time God will give me the unction of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to preach. Would you preach what you're preaching, General Conference? They won't let me there to start with, but I would. What would you do if they run you off? I'll go there leaving. You go leaving, you ain't worried. I got enough money to get out of town like somebody said. I'd call Brother Westberg if I hadn't. He'll come pick me up. I got a few friends. But ain't no devil gonna hog tie me. And if you ever, if y'all, if you in this convention ever tie this pulpit down, you can forget your convention. You disagree with what a man does in this pulpit and you make a mistake by letting him in there, do, don't do like, do like Brother Lee said. Don't put him in the pit. Call him off the side. Talk to him with the right manner and tell him we can't have that there. Don't broadcast it. Don't ruin him. Let him go. Take your pulpit. Keep it open and let it go. I thank you. I got enough Holy Ghost. You're going to pick who comes. I'm going to tell you something. Run around. You know why we can't have revival? This is one reason. There's many reasons. It's been named through this conference. A lot of people can come on Sunday night. Finally, the preacher can preach them to the pulpit, singing or whatever. And man, I mean, here they are. They'll testify, whoop, have a devil in town. But Monday, Brother Westberg. Could I talk to you? I'm going to tell you that God I serve is bigger than that. I don't believe God made babysitters and daycare uh, keepers out of the ministry. I believe the saints ought to get prayed enough that they can stand and live for God on their own. They got the same Holy Ghost I got. Where in the world will we start running daycare centers? It's time you prayed through enough of the power of the Holy Ghost that you whoop every devil in town. It's time you got enough Holy Ghost in you. There ain't a devil can make you bend or bow. It's time you growed up in God, got a hold of the horns of the altar, been getting to pray down the power, and quit wading around and plopping around, but come out and be strong and begin to press and pray and seek God. I'm going to tell you something. I ain't interested in pity trips. Come on. 
and I've been in the fire ever since I've been in this. But thank God for the fire. It could be worse. I was going to hell. I was a drunkard. But I'm not now. You know what? I build myself up. How do you build yourself up? I begin to think of what God done for me when I was lost and undone. I begin to think that night at an old-fashioned altar when he filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I ain't got nothing else. I can praise and thank him that I'm not lost. I can thank him I'm on my way to heaven. I can thank him I got him inside of me. I can praise him because I know who he is. I have that seed in me. I have the promise. Glory. Now you may differ with me on this. That's fine. Because I'm going to differ with you on something you preach. Because we ain't alike. That's why God has to work on us. We're humans. But don't charge it till you check it out. But it ain't going to be long. They're going to trumpet going to sound. <laughs> and what's going to rise first? Dead in Christ. What's going to be your resurrecting power? That seed. Now you'll tell you when the church started? In the third chapter of Genesis. Without him, that seed, you would have no church. The church wasn't built or brought in. But in his mind, when I put enmity between thee and the woman's seed, it shall bruise thy head, it shall bruise thy heel that was the seed Jesus Christ and without him he's the cornerstone you wouldn't have no church this thing is bigger than Acts 2.38 I love Acts 2.38 but it goes from Genesis to Revelations boy that got quiet but hello God how are you doing I'm feeling good <laughs> what I'm going to say now it might get a little quieter I believe when that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise first and more for the mortality says we'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye and we'll be like him and we'll know him as he is. And where are we going? We go into that place that Satan and all his imps vacated. It's never been filled. It's void. There's no angel ever filled it. We're the sons of God, the office of the sonship. We're going as the sons of God, for we are the redeemed. We're made perfect through Jesus Christ. We're the most beautiful. We're the bride of Christ. We're going to rule and reign with him. We're next to power in God. We are the anointed. And what the devil's so mad about, we are the church. And we're taking his place. And we have the music of God. We have the ministry. We have the anointing. And we cover. No man comes to God till he comes through the church. We are made perfect through Jesus Christ. And we are the most beautiful. And we're going to sit in that place. And we're going to rule and reign with him. And eternity's going on. Well, I don't believe that, brother. Well, give me something better. Thank you, Lord God. I believe that this church is more powerful than anything. I believe what makes the devil mad, he lost his position, and God went and brought him up somebody that was tried, that they would take his place, uh, that he could trust. And why are you and I going through trials? He's finding out what you made out of. Whether you love him because of uh, what you can get out of him, or you love him because he's your God. Do you love him out of your heart, mind, and soul? Do you love him because he's your creator? Do you love him because he's your savior? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I believe we need to learn who our enemy is. Now, I'll tell you how strong he is that I'm going to close. Isaiah said, when they look down upon him, he's just a man. And he's just a man to a born-again saint. That's all the power he has, just whatever man has. He's not a savior. He can't even save his own life. He's not a God. But to you and I, he's just an ordinary man. But to the world, he's their God. To the world, he has power over them. For the Bible says when you submit yourselves unto God, resist him, and he'll flee. You know why a lot of people have him around? They don't believe they have that power. I can tell him to sit down over and shut his mouth, and he's going to shut his mouth. 
Oh, Brother Moody, you getting me? No, I'm not big. That's in me is big. He ain't got no business around here. And I'm going to tell you something else. He ain't going to take over this service. I believe somebody tonight's ready to fight. I believe somebody's ready to exercise their faith, step out and say, hey, God, count me in. I've stayed around this mountain too long. I'm ready to cross over Jordan. I'm going to Canaan land. I've sat around in this wilderness. I'm going to cross Jordan. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to get in those houses that I didn't build. I'm going to eat out of those vineyards I didn't build. I'm going to drink out of them wells I, I didn't dig. I'm going to get where the milk and the honey is. I've been here too long in this dry, burning desert. I'm going to cross over. I think it's time to put on armor of faith and begin to fight and begin to press on and come on out and let the church come into where God wants it to and put the devil to naught and come on let's have revival a devil comes in churches and he binds the services he binds the altar he binds the pulpit and we just sit there and roll over Brother Moody, if you knew so much, why ain't you got a bigger church? Because God's building it. That ain't my department. He tells me to leave tomorrow. I done told my saints, I want enough God in you. I want enough I put in you. You can fight the devil, select you a pastor, and live for God. I don't want preacher religion in you. I want you to love God. If I can't put it in you, you can live for God. Without me, I missed it. Boy, that went over. I'm not selfish. I'll tell you what, you don't demand respect. You gain it. My people love me and they believe it. I'm, I'm well accepted. We're in love. But I'll tell you what, I don't own the church. I don't own the people. I am hired by Jesus Christ to be a servant, and I intend to do my duties. I'm going to run the church, but it's not mine. It was blood bought on Calvary, and that seed that he made the promise that's bruising the devil's head, that Jesus Christ owns it. That's our problem. What have we done? I ain't done anything. I can't do anything. I can't even preach. They got quiet. That's the truth. Like Brother Howard said, take your anointing and power away from you, Brother Moody. You couldn't even say your ABCs. That's the truth. I don't claim to be no preacher. Like one man said, you ain't no pastor. I said, I know that. But God is. You know, if you let God pastor, you ain't going to have near as much problems as you pastoring. I learned a long time ago, he knew a better job than I can. He puts in, he takes out. I've got to get off this, brother. I'm wading in too deep now. I'm going to tell you what, we need to get this. Brother, I believe Brother uh, Davis touched on that being the Lord over heritage over God's own house.